Well, Brandon Holt is uh, a four-time All-American tennis player. And uh, I've always said, Brandon, thank goodness you got your confidence. <laughs> always wanted to ask you, what about your dad did you really take from his game? <laughs> my dad, I don't know. I think uh, my brother's got my dad's footwork. Not, not quite as fast in the beginning. My mom kind of uh, harped on our footwork a lot, but uh, maybe a little bit more of a relaxed personality on the court. Well, Brandon, this is the thing that, that I thought was so compelling about what you've been through in your senior year at USC, still finishing. But you know, there's, everybody was talking with obvious reason about the basketball players who couldn't finish. They couldn't play March Madness. And the men, Sabrina and her great season at Oregon, they couldn't finish. Well, it's the spring sports. You get, your team had just started, and you're number one in the country five straight weeks. And, I mean, I, I can only imagine how much that hurts you inside to not have a chance to see that through to the end. Yeah, I mean, that's tough. I mean, we were about to play UCLA when it got canceled, which is pretty much the match that we look forward to the entire year. We we're going to play UCLA at UCLA. And then the morning that we were going to go drive there, they canceled the, the season pretty much. So that was definitely tough for us. Um, but yeah, I mean, so many, so many seniors, so many athletes are just feeling, uh, feeling this, this same feeling. And it's really, I mean, it hasn't sunk in completely yet, but I mean, there's bigger things going on right now. No, you've been really good about saying that. You made some public statements about that. Um, and and I, I thought that was interesting how you said it hasn't really sunk in yet. You're a little still, everybody's still a little numb, do you think? Yeah, I mean, it's weird. Like right now, I feel like everyone just feels like, what's going on? Like I'm here with my family. I haven't seen any of my teammates other than on online or on social media. So, I mean, I guess you can't really get out and see that nothing's going on. I guess there's no sports going on on TV, but I mean – everything's different. So to lose your season, to lose that aspect is weird, but you're also losing everything else. So, it, I mean, the whole thing is just a massive shift for everyone. Yeah. I, I, I noticed you're wearing a C on your shirt there. What was it about this year's? Cause this was your fourth year and you've had good teams during your entire career there. What was it about this year's team? Uh, I mean, we went through some, some battles. We had some ups and downs on our team, but I mean, yeah, we were always we were always very very good, but this year we were extra close. I think in the locker room, our team was uh, um, just had that that mesh, and I don't know, we were just rolling, and it was so much fun to be playing with uh, with these guys as it was with other teams. But I mean, it just seemed to be going so smooth thus far, and I don't know to have it all all pulled away is definitely a massive bummer. But I mean, as a senior with uh, Riley Smith, who was a um, coach's son, Peter Peter Smith's son. Um, who I was a roommate with, and we were both uh, senior captains this year. And I mean, we were loving it. I, I was having a I was having a great time this year. And then uh, for it to end during my senior season is a is a real bummer. But I mean, I'm glad that the rest of my teammates will get to have uh, um, hopefully a, a lot more goes at it, especially the freshmen and the uh, sophomores. Yeah. Well, that, that's. I want to get back to the team in a second, but you just led into the perfect thing because one of the news items of the last week or so has been the NCAA giving spring athletes the chance to come right. and regain their year of eligibility. I right. guess you probably won't do that. Yeah, I mean, I, I, I mean, it was, it was it was a weird thing when that came out. It was like, I don't know, I, there's, there's so much uncertainty about this situation right now that, I mean, who really knows? I've been talking to the athletic director and, uh, and the coaches and my parents and 
I mean, until we get, I guess, finite answers on everything, I don't, we haven't really made a, a final decision, but um, I, I'm sure that'll come soon. But no matter what I choose, it's going to be great. But I just think that moving on, I mean, this is going to make some some super teams because basically that rule made for free people to come in. So, I mean, your seniors are basically, I mean, free. Don't count towards your scholarship at all. So those teams that had, let's say, three or four seniors that had a lot of scholarship, that all that scholarship goes back into the team and then they get to stay. I mean, those teams are going to be very, very tough to beat. Yeah. Is there any pull for you? Because you already made a decision, didn't you? I mean, you were, you were thinking, because you've dabbled in the professional uh, tournaments while, right. retaining, while retaining your amateur status. Did you think about that last year, about going yeah, out? Yeah, last year I was going to take the fall off um, and basically just do sc- uh, the schooling uh, second semester. But I decided to go back. And I was able to take a few less classes and then um, still travel and play mostly professional tournaments. So I didn't really play any uh, college tournaments in the fall, um, but I was able to play the professional ones and still stay at school, still practice with the team, still be with, you know, the team doing all the weights and stuff like that with uh, the rest of the people on our team. So that was a fun and that was a great decision that I made. I, I wouldn't have changed, uh, changed that decision. And, um, and now another decision ahead. Yeah. Well, Brandon, that's why, why I think this is an interesting conversation because I just uh, spoke about this last week with Katie Ledecky, who, of course, is the Olympic swimmer. And she, even though she turned professional, uh, is continuing her studies and is going to intend on getting a degree at Stanford. And she loves the college experience. So, you know, again, I'm going to assume by your decision last year and you're going to finish up at USC that you love the college experience. Yeah. I mean, what's not to love? I mean, every single day you, you, you kind of feel like you're in just a perfect situation. I mean, you got a triangle of, I mean, my, where I live and then the gym and then the tennis courts, and there's no real need to go outside of that except for on the weekends. I mean, your day-to-day life is surrounded by, you know, your teammates, your best friends, some of your mentors and leaders and the coaches, and then, you know, the fitness, fitness coaches and the, uh, and the trainers and all those people at USC that, that really care. I mean, I feel like, USC has kind of become like this special place that I call home just because I feel like I know so many people there. Um, and I kind of have a unique relationship with it. Like everyone that I see around the athletic department always has a smile on their face and always is so inviting. And so, I mean, when I'm there, I just feel like, why would I ever leave this place? It's kind of always the feeling, but of course there's always bigger, better things that you can move on to and everyone's got to do that. But, and I'm looking forward to playing a, a professional tennis, uh, coming up so I mean it's kind of like leaving one thing moving on to another dream but I mean USC is always gonna have a special place in my heart so let's put tennis aside for a second tell me about your best moments at USC as a student as a student um I mean that just has to come with I would say just being different from what everyone else was when I was growing up as a top junior I think that traveling and playing internationally and being kind of world ranked playing all those tournaments, you don't really um, a see people that are very dedicated in school. And for me, I was different in that I went to high school and went to normal school um, throughout. And a lot of kids in tennis, especially are doing um, homeschooling, even, even kids that are on my, on my team. And um, a lot of college athletes are doing homeschooling starting sometimes in third, fourth grade just for tennis. And so I kind of went a little bit of a different route route. Um, but that was kind of my parents pushed me that way. I mean, um, 
they kind of didn't want me to put all my eggs in one basket just in case things didn't work out with tennis. And I mean, being a professional athlete is something that's very, very difficult. And I think that I realized that and a lot of people um, don't see how, I mean, statistically it's very, very, very tough. So, I mean, I mean, school's got to be a good background and um, I don't know, just being able to go to, go to USC and kind of be like that normal person and sit in class and be treated the same is, is something that was really, really cool. And um, in high school, you're always kind of the tennis guy and stuff like that. But in college, it's, it's different. I mean, you're, you're on the tennis court, you're with your friends who are um, mostly your teammates. And then other than that, you're kind of on your own and you're uh, you get to be your own identity, which was, uh, which was very, very cool. See, that's where I'm going to give your mom credit because those who don't don't know may not know your mom had a little bit of success in tennis when she was in high school, but she went to high school. She never, yeah. I think that's, that's a great model. So what did you think at all earlier than even last year that did you think at all about the decision about turning pro? Cause we know players. I had it. Um, uh, has some contact with a young player, CC Bellis, who was living near me, who made that decision coming out of her online high school and decided to turn pro as opposed to going to Stanford. Did you think about that earlier at all? Yeah, I think that's always kind of something that's looming in the back of um, every top athlete's head. I feel like um, that's kind of always a dream is to, to go pro. But at the end of the day, it's kind of a you got to consult the people that are very close to you that sometimes see things from a different lens. And that's what I did. So, I mean, of course it's like, let's go pro. Like when I'm 10 years old, like why would I ever want to go to school? But um, at the end of the day, I mean, there's, there's development to be had at at college. I think that you can get a lot stronger at college. You can become just a better person in college. And uh, I think you become more well-rounded, which actually helps you on the court a lot. I feel like from a confidence standpoint, things like that, when your identity kind of only relates to tennis, then I feel like it's, it's tough when you lose a match and it's tough when, uh, when the chips are down on the tennis court, but I mean, when the chips are down on the tennis court and you've got a lot of different things going on in your life that are, that are so fantastic, then it really makes the game just a game. And I feel like that's kind of one of the, one of the things that I love so much about um, kind of the process and the journey and how I've taken everything in is just, I don't know, somehow the losses don't sting so, so badly just because I can put things into perspective and, and, it, and it's all really a journey because I feel like at the end of the day, that's just a process and, those losses sometimes help you more than, uh, than the wins. And in the end, I mean, the wins are great, but, but it's all a journey. That's an incredibly poised perspective. I'm, I'm so impressed. And as you say that, I'm thinking about a moment that I watched you where I was blown away. Maybe that mindset you just displayed. It was in Ohio at the ch- conference championships last year. You're playing a match. And for those who don't know, Ohio's a public park and, you're just playing there's fences around and uh i'm in the tv tower and i forget i can't remember your opponent but your opponent serves a ball that's a foot long and i'm jumping up in the tower calling it long (laughs) going crazy on the sideline calling it long you returned the ball played the point and won the point i was blown away because (laughs) college tennis you have to call your own lines Except right. the chair umpire could see us, should be able to see a serve, right? Especially a serve that was that far along. Why did right. you, do you remember the point? Why did you play that ball? I definitely don't remember that, probably because I do that maybe a few times every match. Really? That's kind of something that my parents always would, would be so not angry, just like confused as to why I would call those 
those balls that are out in, and I don't really know why. I don't know if it's just, if it's just a sportsmanship thing that they instilled in me from a young age, but for some reason, I don't know. I just don't really like making those those really tight calls, and sometimes I think I just miss them and, and just and just play on. I definitely wasn't thinking, oh, let's just play this thing and uh, and hope it goes well. I think that if I if I saw it out, I would have loved to call it out, but um, I probably wasn't exactly certain certain, and uh, definitely my my coaches kind of uh, get a little bit annoyed when I don't. Um, call a ball out that is uh, in. Yeah, and, it's, and Brandon, this is a little inside tennis thing here, but you, you could speak to this because you've, you've straddled the line while you've been playing college tennis. You also have played some professional events where there is line calling, where your lines get called. Right. And, you know, different degrees of it, but at least you're not in college. Though, it's the Wild West to me. And I've been blown away having only watched college tennis perhaps a lot the last half a dozen years. I've been blown away by the number of important matches <laughs> that get decided by a player having to call their own line and everybody has to live with it. Right. Yeah. It, it is brutal. I mean, I've definitely played some, some guys that do not make uh, very fair calls, let's say, and uh, those not fair calls definitely come somehow on the deuce points and things like that. Um, that's okay. I think it, it all catches up in the end, especially because when you're playing in the pros, someone else is making the calls. And they miss too. I mean, that. It, I mean, let's face it. The ball is going sometimes 140 miles an hour on a line that's this thick. It's kind of hard to see. Um, so I mean, yeah, the umpires miss the calls too. But I think in the end, especially in the pros, which is great, is that it goes both ways. So the umpire is trying to make a call, but they may make a few errors throughout the match, and it'll go both ways. But of course, of course, at the high level, they have the Hawkeye, so there's no no real mistakes there. All right. So last couple of minutes here. Let me go back to this year's team in this tennis because the thing that I've always loved about college tennis and I've seen it in a few other sports as well because it's an individual sport but you're part of a team and when I've seen the team championships in Ojai for example last year you're playing Stanford and and your number two the second singles match is the one that's deciding the entire event and everybody from both teams is huddled around the court cheering and we're you know, most of people who watch tennis are just to see two players or maybe four players and that's it. Here you've got 50 people ringing the court, screaming and yelling on every point. Talk about that experience. The fact that you are, there is team in an individual sport. Right. I think college tennis is definitely an experience that a lot of people don't get to, to see. I mean, especially the, the pros who forego that. I feel like that's a great opportunity to kind of grow as a person. I mean, I remember my freshman year I was playing and I was the last match on, in Ojai as well. And, um, and just the nerves that you kind of feel are definitely different as if you're just playing for yourself. Personally, like when I'm playing for myself, it's way easier for me just to kind of let go because I'm the only one affected. And when you're affecting the entire team that's been working towards something the whole time, you kind of have those extra bit of nerves, but those nerves, I feel like you learn to really love those because when it pays off, that's kind of when you kind of have this huge rush, rush of relief and it's kind of all worth it in, in the end. Um, yeah. I mean, college tennis is, uh, it's something that I'll definitely never forget because the energy is just like loud and rowdy right in your ear. And to have, I mean, six matches back to back and it's kind of you and your team versus them and their team. And that's special because I mean, you can lose and then you win or you can win and then you lose. And what's important is the team winning. Cause if you win your match and then you're standing on the side and the team ends up losing, then, I mean, that, that hurts way more than if you're to, uh, to go the other way around. Um, because at the end of the day, I mean, it's it's very rare that you can you can lose a match and then end up winning and be be on cloud nine. 
you know, so, I mean, that, that's definitely probably the craziest part about college tennis is, uh, is how individual it is for a little bit. And then at the end of the day, none of it really matters because the team winning is what counts. That moment, Brandon, you're talking about in Ojai, we Pac-12 Network has shown that a lot in your freshman year, that wonderful moment. But I'm, I'm interested as you've gone to play some professional events, and that's going to be your next step. Have you felt like you're, you go out there and you're a solo actor now? You don't have that team you, uh, in any sort right now. You don't have that team behind you. Yeah, it's definitely different. I mean, you, you don't look to the side and see somebody that you know and, and, and hang out with every single day and practice with every single day. You see, you know, maybe a fan or maybe you see another match going on. So, I mean, yeah, it's, it's definitely, it's definitely, uh, it's definitely different. And that kind of solo thing is something that I'm going to take, it's going to take some getting used to, but um, yeah, I mean, in the meantime, I'm just going to reflect and, and love all the moments that I had in college. Yeah. I, I can envision you coming back to Ojai next year to watch your teammates, right? For sure. <laughs> like Steve, you miss Ojai. Ojai is one of the best places ever. Yeah, like Steve Johnson. I think it was last year Stevie Johnson was there, right, to watch you guys play. Yeah, yeah. I think so. Uh, and you're getting a degree, is that right? Yes, in real estate development. That's Wow, that's awesome. All right, now, last one. Did you talk to your younger brother who's going to USC? Did you talk to him about this pro versus college thing? <laughs> <laughs> I haven't talked to him about that, but I've been talking to him about pretty much everything because we're in the uh, – this whole quarantine thing. So I would say I'm hanging out with him uh, almost 24 seven doing, uh, doing random stuff here, which is kind of what we did back before I, uh, I left for college. Um, but yeah, he's coming. He's going to be a freshman there next year. So, I mean, I had two years with my older brother at USC and then I'll either have one with my, my younger brother or I'll, or I'll just miss him, which will be a bummer. But, uh, but yeah, I mean, Sean, Sean's going to, going to be a great addition to the USC team. So you've heard the story of Stevie Johnson's wedding, right? Where I don't know. Oh, Stevie Johnson we're... got married, and John Isner, who was a you know, successful college player at Georgia, very proud. Oh, no. Even John Isner sang "Fight On" at really? Stevie Johnson's wedding. That's awesome. That's awesome. So I'm assuming there's going to be three weddings down the line for mom and dad, <laughs> where "Fight On" is going to be played, right? Exactly. I hope my uncle, aunts and uncles play because three of them went to UCLA. <laughs> <laughs> That's good. Hey, Brandon, thanks for doing this. And, uh, and, and look, stay healthy, stay well. I, if you go on social media, everybody, you can see the whole boys. They've got an indoor court up, the, <laughs> up, in, the, Almost. up in the upstairs romper room. you got an indoor court, I saw. Exactly. There might be some holes in the walls and some broken rackets by the end of this quarantine, but we're having fun. Yeah. Well, and congratulations. I know it's going to come sometime this summer, but the degree – that, that completes the circle totally, Brandon. Congratulations. Thank you. Thanks, Ted. Thanks for doing this. Thanks, bye. Thank you for listening to Believe. You can show support to your host by subscribing to the show and giving us a five-star rating on your preferred platform. Check us out at Believe.com and search for B-L-E-A-V on YouTube.